This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports Station. We're going to excuse you from the interview. Don't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen in Ballard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Yeah, final hour of our week, and we do have one of the more obvious ranked, uh, I think we've done, but that's coming up at 945 this morning. We'll have open phone lines before that. And right now, yeah, Stacey so Rost is here from the Bump you. and Stacey. I'm going to interrupt okay, you. Right. Uh, much like Sherman, I'm going <laughs> to excuse you from the interview. Oh, Only Mora and Justin can ask me questions today. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. I'm just kidding. Jump in, guys. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here. Brock, uh, Brock gave Joe Fan a uh, golf scenario earlier, and he just, ex- uh, it was him. If you, Brady, and Joe are playing, and he just excused Salk from it immediately, wow. too. So he's getting excused oh, no. a lot today. Oh, no. Shoot, Stacey. I didn't know that was already an open wound. Yeah, that's like, very I heard open. Sherm, I heard Sherm on the promo, yeah. and I just immediately remembered, like, what a moment. It's that nice was. to hear that every day. Yeah. Oh, no. It's Stacey. a nice reminder every day. We should have given you, you a big enough, very well. a big enough heads up so you could have given us your list of music. Yeah, that would have inferred who you were rooting for in the Super Bowl. Yeah, is we, that what you guys are doing today? We did it at six thirty. Yeah, oh, we I'll already just tell did you that. I'm rooting for. Now I think the Eagles are going to win, but you guys know that there's an office pool, an office uh, yes. pool that we had. Are, are you still in first place? I'm still in first place. I have missed Ooh. one team. I wow. was absolutely perfect. I guessed every single round correctly, except that I had the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I blame Brock Purdy, and uh, <laughs> and now if the Chiefs win, I win with a near perfect score. Wow. If wow. the Eagles win. Dave Wyman, who was in last place, mm. ties me because it's five points for a Super Bowl mm. and wins because he picked the winner, which feels like a cheat. That's basically the Eagles advancing right. when the 49ers had one arm tied behind their back. Did you see all the 49ers players complaining, by the way? Yeah, they seem to be very whiny. Even the kicker is complaining. Yeah. What do you have to complain about? Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, their quarterbacks all got hurt. Yeah. I can see why they're a little upset about it. They they lost four quarterbacks this year. Fair. I mean that's a that stinks. I kind of get it. I still think they were the most talented team, but yes. you lose I mean, four I quarterbacks. The Super Bowl, but. right? Um, Stacy, you uh, made the joke yesterday that uh, the only thing Russ is cooking is the books, which I laughed out loud oh, at. Thanks. Thank you uh, for for giving me a nice chuckle yesterday. And for those of you who don't listen to headline rewrites every day at ten thirty, you are missing out. It's my favorite segment uh, on the station every day. But uh, what do you make of what's happened with Russ? I mean, I think it's unfortunate. It's hard to tell how much he really knew about it, right? Like, it's, I think that one thing that was obvious from um, the overall goal of this series that the author's doing for USA Today is that this is not a unique problem, that mm-hmm. there are a lot of issues with nonprofits in general, and particularly with athletes who get involved with them. You know, you don't have, you're an athlete, you, you, you don't have a background in creating like, 501c3 organizations and and you're right. not an expert in this stuff and so often you hand it off to people you trust or the wrong people or whatever um i mean i certainly hope that there is some correction made it sounds like the amount of money not being spent on charity from this organization is uh out of the norm for an organization of this size so i would hope that that's kind mm-hmm. of corrected but I, I just hope that that's the outcome. Were you bothered at all by some of the other kind of improprieties and the way he reacted to it all? I mean, it just it feels like everybody else is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this fixed. I mean, J.J. Watt and Anquan Bolden and all these guys are like, yeah, I got a problem. I got to fire these guys and move on. And Russell's like, I'm going to go have dinner with the uh, CEO of NetJets. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that he's handling it the way that most people would if there was like a lawsuit facing you where you're mm. like, I'm going to say the least amount possible. Also, can I just... Uh, so? And Bump, there may be. Yeah, Bump brought this up on the show yesterday, and I do want to make sure that I mention it when we're talking about Russ. He is not the only athlete that has like improprieties happening with his fundraising. And not only that, he's also not the only athlete to kind of be able to get around any kind of accountability right now. Like uh, Tom Brady everyone's favorite athlete, Mm -hmm. had some stuff going on late in the year with TB12 where money going to the TB12 nonprofit was paying employees of the for-profit organization. Mm -hmm. All kinds of shady stuff was happening there, and it's like no one was really talking about it. Brett Favre still owes the welfare office money. Everybody's (laughs) talking about that. I mean, he's like in serious trouble. He's filing a lawsuit now. I know. It's ridiculous. And that's why I think you better be careful after your jokes yesterday. You may may get a Mark Rogers lawsuit in the mail. Who knows? Uh, I also wanted to follow up with you. So last week we uh, spent a while kind of arguing about Geno Smith and how much to pay him. Uh, and then our own Dave Wyman, who you were in competition with for, oh, the, uh, for the big one. Here's what Wyman said. I feel like, for whatever reason, that Geno wants $40 million. I, I think that's that's his number. I'm going to say right now, I, Bob goes on to say he does not want to pay him, neither does Dave. Yeah, nor do I. $40 million, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think, and the, the thing is, with the Geno Smith conversation, we got called the Geno Smith show yesterday. You, which you guys are kind of the Geno Smith show. We are? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think it's a very benign take. <laughs> I do. I'm genuinely, I continue to be shocked. Who do you want to be quarterback, Salk? Uh, I would like Geno Smith to oh, be the you quarterback, are you, but are I'm you not. you the headline of the Geno Smith show, too, here on Brock and Salk? <laughs> Rename it the Geno Smith show. Well, you want Geno Smith as quarterback. All right. Wow, it sounds like all three shows would love to see Geno Smith back here in Seattle. I would like to see Geno come back, and I'm becoming more and more convinced that may happen, mm-hmm. but... The number is pretty important. I don't of agree course. with what Keyshawn told you guys yesterday. That he wants 35. Or that, you know, it doesn't matter. You can afford to pay him. I, I just, he's right. For a short amount of time, you can always fudge those numbers. But eventually, you got to pay the piper. Yeah, but G- uh, uh, Keyshawn moved to kind of uh, arguments. It was two separate conversations that was happening. One was about, can you afford to pay... Um, Gino and how much would you pay Gino Mm -hmm. and you know here's Gino's salary and then the other one was that he hates the general conversation about if you pay a quarterback this much or if you pay a player this much then you can't afford anything else and he was saying there are lots of teams that are creative with it there are lots of teams that find ways around it and not only that but part of it is also who you draft and that was a conversation we had that he's right about involved in clips that part is true that's the thing is when you look back at Russell Wilson there were lots of reasons Seattle hasn't been back to a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. Uh, and they've had great teams and the fact that they've been going to playoffs is really impressive in itself I don't want to take away from it but You've also missed on a lot of drafts. They you did. missed on free agents. Your margin you for error, though, is obviously a lot smaller is, when, course, when you're paying your quarterback near the, the top of the market. But that's the payment that you make when you have a franchise quarterback. Yeah, so you better be right in that it's an actual franchise quarterback. And I think that's where I'm at with Geno. I like Geno, and I'd like for him to be the quarterback here next year. I think that'd be great. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. Nor do and, I. And so I don't think you can pay him close to franchise quarterback money. And that's where I start finding myself in that in-between zone What's of franchise like, quarterback money? I mean, franchise quarterback is probably 40-plus. Right. And mm-hmm. I and, and no one believes that he's going to get 40 plus. Yeah. So would you pay him 30 to 35? The problem for me is now you're in that second tier. And I'm not sure that the value is there with a second tier quarterback at that much money. That's where I, I really struggle with this one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, it's a fair. A fair conversation arises mm. when you look at Gino's production and say, hey, fairly, you've had one year. Mm-hmm. Um 
you didn't have games where you absolutely took over. He had no games with over 400 passing yards. He had no games with four touchdowns. He did have three games with 300 yards, and two of them were in losses because of the defense. Mm -hmm. Worth mentioning. Um, But again, Gino, yeah, I don't think anyone in this building, I don't know many people around Seattle that think that Gino is like an elite top caliber quarterback. Um, But does Seattle have that option? If you have that option this year, Go for that option. Well, Are sure. you kidding me? And, and I don't think they do. But they do. So but why not have a bridge quarterback that can keep you successful? I think the argument, though, is if you don't have one of the best, mm-hmm. then it's not worth paying close to that kind of money for it. Yeah, but what people don't realize is then if you don't do that, are you okay losing? If you're okay getting two wins a year and racking up top picks, cool, but I don't want to see you complaining. I don't know that anyone's okay with just winning two games a year, but I do think that they need to build up the rest of the team. Of course. There's so many holes. They're not where they need to be. And, yeah. and if you can do all that with Geno Smith, sign me up. That'd be great. That would be the perfect scenario. Yeah. If I have to choose between making uh, another, going in another direction at quarterback or significantly upgrading yeah. the rest of the roster, I'm going to take the roster over the quarterback. What I'm right personally hoping happens, of course, like the, you're, the, what I'm personally hoping happens is that they pay Gino backload it to where the salary cap is significantly higher than it is in 2023. And that may very well be the direction they go. So we'll keep watching. We'll see what happens here over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, everyone else, you can listen to Bump and Stacy starting at uh, 10 o'clock this morning. Anything enormous coming up on the show today we should know about? Um, my amazing insights. Obviously. Uh, it's just a fun show. I okay. mean, um, we've got Laquan Treadwell just kind of talking about life of an NFL player. Fun stuff. We've got Robert Turbin. We're going to have a huge Super Bowl preview. Just a bunch of fun. Oh, uh, obviously we're going to talk about the East Coast bias with NFL honors. There's a bunch of garbage in there, don't it's you think? Horrible stuff. But yeah. Fun show. Fun now, do, show. Did you, or do you have any songs to alert people as to who you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Um, Multiple, no. like 10. I mean, I had 10. So 10? Yeah. So you aren't saying who you think is going to win. You're just saying You let songs. us on a no, musical get, journey. Stacey, I had an a idea for a journey. segment yeah. where I said... Maybe we could have some fun since you guys like music so much with picking one song that oh makes you God. think makes you think of a city, the city or the team yeah. that you're picking for the Super Bowl, and then we can give our and then they did this. I don't know how you do it, Maura. I don't know how you do it. You made Maura wear gloves yesterday, by the way. I didn't make her wear gloves. (laughs) You guys are horrible. (laughs) I didn't make her wear gloves. Isn't your segment over? What am I still doing here? I don't know. Go go plan your show. (laughs) We got to run. We'll come back with things you actually need to know, and then open phone lines, and then ranked. Don't go anywhere. It's it's, uh, Brock and Salk, and thank you to Stacey Rost here on Seattle Sports on 710CLSports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. I'm ready. I'm excited. It is just about Super Bowl time, and it it feels like the hype is just starting to uh, come around. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, Two really interesting, good teams. And if styles make fights, which is what they always say, the styles are similar enough and yet contrasting enough for, I think, this to work very well. Um, the Chiefs obviously built around their quarterback, but they're not a finesse team. It's not like watching one of those. I think a few years ago, they felt more like a finesse team. Now, I think they can still be very physical, especially in that defensive line with Chris Jones and Frank Clark. And on the other side, the Eagles, they got a front seven that just takes over games. I mean, dominant defensively. And then they got an offense. The DK Metcalf will remind you, still pretty good. Well, you got the big uh, dominant receiver who can get you the tough yards and catch the slant routes and still go up top and AJ. But then you still have to defend Devontae Smith, who's on the opposite side, who's the speedster, who can you know run every route in the book. And also, you know, you got a great quarterback and 
the O line and the running back Sanders in the backfield who take take it the distance as well. So uh, they just got a complete offense, a complete team, and you know it's going to be hard for uh, Kansas City to stop them in my opinion. It's funny when you hear DK talk. I mean, he's a really measured kind of quiet speaker and then you think about the guy that seems to make a defensive back so angry and gets all these penalties on him over the course of a game it's like he just completely changes his personality out there anyway i'm taking philadelphia i think that defense is what ends up taking over the game and i really like jalen hurts and the whole uh rpo game that they have so uh yeah i see the eagles taking this one but so does everybody else so i'm not sure that exactly uh gives me any confidence Here's the second thing you need to NFL know. awards are given out last night. Seahawks get one, but then also get snubbed. Geno Smith wins comeback player of the year. Congrats to him. He deserved it. Ken Walker finishes second for offensive rookie of the year. Tariq Woolen third uh, for defensive. That just bums me out. I felt like Tariq Woolen had a real shot to win that thing. And the way teams were already giving him that we're not throwing at you treatment just didn't seem right that he wouldn't end up uh, winning that award. Anyway, Hall of Fame class announced last night as well. Uh, Joe Thomas and uh, Darrell Rivas, those to me are very obvious. The other three, Demarcus Ware, Zach Thomas, and Rondé Barber, not that any of them aren't deserving, but I think with Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, and who else are we talking about? Dwight Freeney, all waiting in the wings. That, uh, I don't know, I think I could have made arguments the other way. Veterans Committee went with Don Coryell, Joe Klecko, Ken Riley, and Chuck Howley. Here's the third thing you need to know. All right, finally, frustrating loss last night for the Kraken. If you had an opportunity to watch, they outplayed the Devils early. They really skated well, did everything right other than put the puck in the net, and that's because goalie Mackenzie Blackwood was tremendous. Uh, Unfortunately, after they scored, they immediately took a penalty, gave the goal right back up, didn't score on a five-on-three, and then the momentum just sort of shifted towards New Jersey. They ultimately win it. 3-1, 3-1, to one, Adam Larson, the lone goal. But they'll get right back to it today. Uh, they take on the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, which will give us an up-close view of their new forward, Vladimir Tarasenko. So there you go. That is uh, everything you need to know, quarter past every hour, here on the new Brock and Salk Show. Um, lots of, lots of texts about Stacy. Uh, everybody wants more Stacy on Friday mornings. Uh, some people want me to do a show with Stacy. Stacy is fire, so smart, so quick, love her. Uh, yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of Stacy fans. All right, that's fine. I mean, I'm upset she didn't want to go into getting giving us a song that would have given her pick. But that's yeah. sort of Stacy's. That's the missing hole in her game, don't you think? Like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. She's kind of the total package. Stacy's great. She's great here on the radio. She's a fantastic writer at SeattleSports.com. Not random 80s, 90s. I mean, none really. Rock, generally, R&B, is what I find. Pop knowledge that she's, she's got none weird she I means she doesn't try to turn the sports station into a music station i'm just saying it's a hole in her game i mean I, you tend to think of stacy she's good on tv on cairo seven she's yeah. a great writer she's great on the air knows her stuff funny entertaining doesn't know music and quite <laughs> frankly it seems like kind of a kind of a problem if we're gonna have her on more often it's like kind of a bias take could trade, well, hey, I mean, you know, we could trade her TV tomato. knowledge for music, and it would be like perfect. Yeah, if she were to, if she were to give up all that, you know, British royalty and uh, reality TV knowledge, <laughs> and trade it for music knowledge from the last thirty years, forty years, fifty years, maybe that sounds like you know type of thing that winning, maybe we can yeah, work with. Winning trade, yeah. Right. Knowledge is that what we're calling it now? Well, 
the more you know. All right, let's open it up. Uh, open phone lines. This is uh, all I've heard about for the last few days is how angry everybody is that we've been talking too much about Russell Wilson. Meanwhile, it's like the most clicked on tweet and story I've done in like two years. So I don't really believe you guys when you say that you're the only one who, or that everybody doesn't want to hear it. But what do you want to talk about? That's why we open up the phones uh, Fridays at 930. To you've got your every- own song to tell us who you want. Hey, we'll find it for you. If you've got a song, we're open to that. You want to talk Super Bowl? You want to talk Russell Wilson? You want to talk talk Geno Smith, you want to talk Mariners, you want to talk Kraken, you want to talk LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Uh, we're down for whatever. This is your opportunity. 866-979-3776. Phone lines open right now. Uh, 866-979-3776. We'll do it next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710 at seattlesports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Probably the thing that puts me in the best mood every week. Fella Friday. For those of you who don't listen to Fella Cootie, get on that. Every Friday, you should be listening to some Fella Cootie. Put yourself in the mood for the weekend. Oh, yeah. The best. Is this golf music? Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. You know what it really is? Hanging out by the pool music. Barbecue music. Barbecue. Hanging out by the pool. Summertime. Yeah. Fella Cootie is just perfect for that. All right. Let's open up the phones. 866-979-3776. This hour is brought to you by 3010 Weight Loss for Life. We've got about 15 minutes to hear your calls, and then we'll rank things, and then we'll go home. Let's start with Brian in Kennewick. What's going on in the Tri-Cities this morning, Brian? Hey, man. Hey, man. I think there's some people are missing with Philadelphia. Like Mahomes is the best quarterback they've played by a long shot, and he's the best player in the league, so it's not really a bold statement. But the last five weeks, they gave up 40 to Dak, lost to Andy Dalton without Hurts. Then they beat Davis Webb. I'm not even really sure who that is. Mm-hmm. Then they beat Daniel Jones and then beat the 49ers with no quarterback. Like, I don't understand. I guess this question is more for Brock, but why would you be so certain that uh, they're going to run away with it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll try to answer for him since he uh, left early to go uh, hang out with his daughter, which we can understand. Um, I I, th- I think you make a good point. I've seen that brought up a few times, Brian. The whole quarterback thing is that they just they haven't faced the best of the best. Certainly not here over the course of the last month or so. But gosh, what they've been doing to those quarterbacks has been ridiculous. It, it, you know, the Seahawks we've seen them face not the best of the best, and these guys spot and dot the ball up the field. They have just been in everybody's face. So, yeah, is Patrick Mahomes better than those guys? Of course. That's why this is a great game and not a Philly blowout, at least in my mind. But I do think that that defense and that front form, because of what we saw a few years ago when Mahomes and the Chiefs got there and got really blown out by Tampa, it was because of that, because they got to the quarterback. And it's not the only time we can write that story, right? You go back to Tom Brady and Randy Moss and the 07 Patriots, 18-0, and 0, and that NASCAR package of the Giants just destroyed them. Yeah, Eli gets the credit for what happened at the end with David Tyree and the lucky catch. But none of that matters if they don't completely shut down one of the greatest offenses we'd ever seen. So I, I just I think that Eagles defense, you're right. They'll probably give up more yards than they did against some of those no-name quarterbacks that you just mentioned. But, man, they get after the quarterback. They just dominate the line of scrimmage. And, oh, by the way, they do that offensively as well. well as ah, you mentioned earlier, beat. we saw Mahomes look human against the Bucks before. Mm-hmm. He's He's really good, but he's not unstoppable. And he's not feeling great, right? Yeah. He's coming off this ankle injury, which is going to take well, a while to heal. This so. is the worst team. He doesn't have the receivers that he had. 
But also, you know what? played the Bucs. It's the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes could come out there for 400 yards and we might all be completely wrong. Like, that wouldn't shock me either. Like, I I think the Eagles win this game. They just don't turn the ball over. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a blowout. I don't think it's a, oh gosh, this is an easy answer. I think we all are sort of leaning that direction for the same reason. But I I think it's a really good football game. 866-979-3776. Open line. So whatever you want to talk about, jump aboard. Uh, We got one line open. And I will go to Karsten in Spokane. What's going on, Karsten? Oh, good morning, Michael. How are you? I'm excellent. That's good. So I want to go back to the conversation about Drew Locke the other day. Um, when you're talking to Lewis, he said, I just, I don't see it. I don't understand. And you know, the, the gap is grand Canyon like, but the entire conversation last off season was Pete and John keep saying they love Geno Smith and nobody understood it. Mm -hmm. And here we are today talking about giving him $30 million. I just, I, I think when Pete and John say they like a quarterback, when have they been wrong? I don't understand why we keep, why we doubt them or. Hey, your uh, your phone's fading out on me there, Carson, but I think I get the gist of what you're saying, so thanks uh, for the phone call. I don't know what's going on with the phone, but um, look, that's the argument I've been making. I'm there with you, dude. Maybe it's because you called me Michael, like my parents do now and again. Gross. And Gross, and occasionally Brock. Yeah, there's like a group of people that call me Michael. There's like four people in my life that call me Mikey, and everybody else calls me either Mike or Salk, but um, that's the argument I've been making. The, the, the retort is, so you think they're going to catch lightning in a bottle twice? You have to understand that if they believe that Gino wasn't lightning in a bottle, that he's their own creation, and that they can mimic it and do it again with Drew Locke, if that's what you think, you should go with Drew Locke. You shouldn't pay more than $30 million. Unless there's no market for Gino and you can get him on the cheap. If you truly believe that your system is what got you there, then that's what you should do. And if you believe that Gino was a major part of why that worked, then you should go spend $30 million on Gino. And regardless, unless you think he's a franchise quarterback, I don't want to see 40 plus. That to me would be a huge mistake. (coughs) Excuse me. 866-979-3776. Go to Paul in Renton. What's going on, Paul? Good morning. Yeah. Hey, Mikey. Um, so I, uh, I wanted to talk about MJ and Kobe and LeBron. And sure. I think they're, they're the three greatest in that order. Like, but I think MJ and Kobe put themselves far ahead of LeBron because of their competitiveness. Mm. I think that, uh, LeBron just has too many outside things, kind of almost like a rust to where like he, he puts a lot of focus into that. Kobe was in the gym consistently. Mm-hmm. MJ was competing always, gambling, golf, whatever it is, and then going out to ball after. And I think the other thing about LeBron that kind of sets him a little further back, um, just the way he his actions on the court. Um, I don't know. I mean, one time he said, and I don't get this, he's, he was like, after he won the championship, he's like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm like, dude, you're 6'8", 270. You're supposed to be there. <laughs> you know who's not supposed to be there? Me. I'm 5'10", overweight and balding. I'm the guy that's not supposed to be there. Right. But I, LeBron's just a little too extra when it comes to that. And MJ and Kobe know they're supposed to be there, and, and they actually – more competitive. I think that those are all pretty good arguments. I mean, I I think ultimately what LeBron's done with three franchises, bringing all three to the title and, and being the man on all those teams. 
I don't know, man. That's hard for me to 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 hate on, and I, and I did not want to like he did LeBron. Take it with other men, though. He took it with other men, though. I mean, he he put teams. Well, and so did Jordan, and so did Kobe. I mean, like you can't win in the NBA no, by yourself. Made those dudes. Come on, man. Kobe Kobe didn't yeah, make than, Shaq. That's not right, right. But other than that, what other squads did uh, Kobe have other than with Shaq? Well, how many? He, what did he win? win? How many championships did he win without Shaq? One or two. And one of them was when Pau yeah, Gasol had one of his Pau great Gasol, seasons. Exactly. But Pau Gasol was and tremendous Gasol at that point. Great. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, Jordan doesn't win without Pippen, well, and LeBron doesn't win without the guys he won. I mean, like, that's just the game, right? Like, so I, I don't know. I, I, I respect all three of them. I agree with you about LeBron's actions on the field, on the court, rather, and sort of the way he handles his business. But I can't, I can't hate on the resume. I think it's pretty tremendous. Should should we be giving more, you know, love to Magic or Bird or or you know, we talked about Kareem earlier. Maybe. I mean, when I was growing up, they were considered to be the best ever. And that seems to have been sort of surpassed. Just MJ, I guess, was so powerful that he kind of knocked those guys off. Let's go to uh Mike, who's also in Spokane. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, good morning. Um yeah, that's an interesting argument, the basketball one. Yeah, I think a lot of people think of, forget about magic and all that. Um, but yeah, what I'm talking about was uh, Jalen Carter. Um, is he someone that is worth trading up for? I know we have a tendency to trade down, but if he's a difference maker, if he's another uh, Warren Sapp or a Cortez Kennedy or um, one of those just uh, defensive tackles. Yeah, so be worth trading up for the draft. Appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for uh, thanks for the phone call. So Jalen Carter, of course, is the big defensive lineman out of Georgia who may end up being the number one overall pick, depending on how this goes. But is almost well, maybe not definitely, but very likely to go in the top four. And of course, you got pick number five. I think if he falls to you, pick five, you take him. Do I think you trade up for him? That'd be hard for me to stomach. I, and and it's just that the that position right again, it's hard. Those guys can be a little unpredictable. Work ethic questions occasionally, not with him necessarily, but defensive linemen in general. They got to wait to maintain. They got to play hard all the time. You're never sure exactly how much of it was them and how much of it was the guys on the outside. How who was he dominating, etc. I think he's I mean, going to be a very good player. Unless you get like an Aaron Donald. <laughs> right. And and sometimes yeah. you do. Sometimes you get Maybe Aaron Donald. He is. I don't but if you're giving up a lot to do that, you better be you right. You better be right. And picking him at five is enough of a risk. I would do it, of course. But I, I don't know that I could trade up for that. I don't think it's the Seahawks style. I don't either. The only way I'm trading up is if there is a quarterback that I am so convinced is Patrick Mahomes, then fine. You do whatever you can to get it. Other than that, I, I think it'd be hard for me to trade up for any other position, especially given all the needs you've got. Before we move on to a next call, yeah. uh, Texter pointed out something that we haven't, I don't think we've brought up today. Geno Smith did get one MVP vote. He did? Which Russ never got. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. I How missed that. Miss he that? got one. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Oh, poor Russ. He's having a rough, rough couple days. Go to Jim in Tacoma. Good morning, sir. Hello, Jim. Good morning, Michael. How are you? I'm so, everyone's calling me Michael today. I'm great. Very formal. Formal Friday. Yes. <laughs> So I just wanted to say the whole thing with Russell Wilson, this charity event, I really feel like I, I don't care whether people think it's being talked about too much or not enough. I think it's an important thing mm-hmm. to have people become aware of these problems with charities that are run by people and, and a third of the money goes into the actual helping of people. And my thing is 
this is a good example of Russell's character, his selfishness, his narcissistic attitude, and his behavior. Mm -hmm. And I used to be the biggest Russell Wilson fan. Two years ago, when all the stuff started coming out about him wanting to be traded by his agent, I stuck up for him with friends, or I would think, I'll wait and see what happens. And it's clear that this guy was maybe even a cancer in the locker room the last couple of years he was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm glad he's with another team. I'm really glad we got what we got. And uh, I think people need to take a look at what a charity is really doing before they donate to it. But like I said, Russell is a narcissistic, self-centered uh, creep. Wow. Um, hey, I appreciate the phone call, Jim. I, I you know, I, those are hard judgments to make for me. I, I don't, narcissism has like a specific definition and, and I don't know whether I can say that Russell Wilson fits that definition. Um, do I think he's got an ego? Yeah. Do I think that he's got this overpowering urge to exaggerate his own accomplishments? Yes. If that's defined as narcissism, I don't know that I know enough about yeah, that. An accountability problem. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's an sure. issue too. But I'm not going to call him a creep. I'm not going to call. I don't. I don't think there's any need for name calling on this. Really, I don't. And and I don't know whether narcissism is a name calling situation or not. But I'm just not quite comfortable going there. I don't think Russell. I'm with G. I don't think he is a bad human, and that's what keeps me from wanting to to go that far. Do I think he's made mistakes? Yes. Do I think he gets caught up in trying to be somebody he's not? Yeah, but in some ways, that's a tragic story. And that's why that's the word I used yesterday. If you haven't had an opportunity, I did write about this yesterday at seattlesports.com. Give it a read. The idea of being a tragic figure fits very well yeah. with who Russell Wilson is in a lot of ways. You hear all these phrases all the time, like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future, mm -hmm. and you are the company you keep, and your friends are a mirror of you, and it's like... It's not necessarily some of the greatest people around him in these situations, and nope. it's proving itself over and over. But then you got to wonder whether or not that's because of him or because he's a victim of it. I mean, right. like, there, there's like a lot of there's a lot of real someone? questions yeah. there. Again, I don't. He, there's no accusation of embezzlement here. Nobody's saying any of that, and because of that, it's really hard for me to you know get get you know get at him in in that kind of a way. But here's the definition of a tragic figure, and tell me this doesn't fit. It's someone who is the uh, a protagonist of a tragic story or drama in which, despite their virtuous and sympathetic traits and ambitions, they ultimately meet defeat, suffering, or even an untimely end. They are often imperfect or wounded with some sort of fraught experience and typically have some sort of fatal flaw. I just to me that's no. Russ. You don't think so? Okay, so when Mark Rogers put out the list of teams he would potentially go to, and then he came back and said, I was on vacation. That just magically happened. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Not, He's not some innocent victim I, that has these people around him that are just bad nor, people. That nor do is a tragic figure. The tragic figure has fatal flaws, and that is one of Russell's. His but you ego. Said despite their best efforts to be virtuous, well, like you hired Mike Rogers to do the dirty work for you and then efforts. say, I was on vacation. Despite what virtuous happened? and sympathetic traits, I think Russell has both of those. Mm -hmm. He did go to Children's Hospital. He did want to raise a lot of money. Almost mm -hmm. everybody in the NFL goes to Children's Hospital. Not the way Russ did. He did it every single week for a decade here. I think Russell does have a lot of virtuous and sympathetic traits. I really do. Sure. And I think that ultimately they have been undercut by some of his fatal flaws. 
And that to me is like this, this powerful, you know, figure that we've seen throughout the course of literature and history and everything else. Russ fits right into that. It's just too much patting themselves on the back. I'm, yeah. just, I'm waiting just for someone to come to his defense. And it seems like more and more people are just piling on. And I think there's a reason for that. I, I don't think there's a defense to come to here. I, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you like, on that. No one sticks up for him. It seems like more and more people have stories about reasons for not liking him mm-hmm. than they do reasons why he's a good guy is all I'm saying. Great stuff. All right. Good phone calls, everybody. Thank you uh, for anybody that we didn't get an opportunity to talk to. Uh, we'll try it again next week on Friday at 930. And right now we'll do some ranking. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Well, I said it was a very obvious ranking today with the Super Bowl being played on Sunday. We have Supers ranked. And no soup, actually. No, it's not soup ranked. I know. It's super ranked. I was expecting it. Yeah, no, just super. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them. Oh, boy. Obviously. That would be Super Tramp. Mm. Of course, you got um, one of my favorites who Justin hates, Our Lady Peace, doing Superman's Dead. Yep. You just don't oh, like Rain Maiden's voice, do you? Which is weird because more uh, you would this if this is your argument you'd be like then how do you like Billy Corgan and I would say I don't know but I cannot stand it. Sound pretty similar. I love Rain Maida. <laughs> they put on a great show when we saw them too. Yeah. Uh, I know you much prefer Goldfinger who did Superman. Sure do. Good call, Goldfinger. Uh, this one is just outside the top five. It hurt me not to put it in there because it's such a great movie. to hold you. Super bad. Hey, sounds like George Kittle. <laughs> you also have, uh, of course, the Superman franchise. You've got Superstar, Molly Shannon, mm-hmm. Super Size Me. Were we talking about another fast food movie earlier? Were we? What you talking yesterday? Uh, the Michael Keaton movie? Oh, the founder. Yeah, yeah, I like that movie. This a lot. one's probably going on Betsy's list. That's true. She likes her some Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Until you, I've never met someone that had something against Julie Andrews. I didn't know that was possible. So annoying. Very oh likable person. So annoying. Big part of a lot of people's childhoods. I prefer Rush. The 206 texted it the second you started playing it, so there's going to be happy to hear. Rush, Rush Super, Super Conductor. Conductor. Yeah, I think that's off Presto. It is. If I'm not mistaken. It's like one of the last songs on Presto. Uh, Curtis Mayfield. The dudes have ended him for so long. Superfly. Yeah, Superfly. This one also just, this is how tough the top five is this week. Oh, Super Mario no. Brothers. I know. That is the sound of a childhood. No kidding, right? We got, uh, let's see, White Zombie. That's Supercharger Heaven. Yeah. All right, it's enough of that. that Crash Test Dummies. Crusty Dirt videos. <laughs> Don't like Crash's Stubbies. I mean, they're fine. In one song. Uh, get a superstar. Get a superstar. 
I can't. Yeah. Speaking of childhood, the Super Soaker. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't like this song, but in homage to the Seahawks fans. Oh, no, sorry. I do like this song. Yeah. You don't like Bittersweet Symphony. I was confused for a moment. Sorry. I love this. You know, my daughter sings Oasis very well, hmm. which is cool. Yeah, it's so weird. Avery's got this great voice that no one else in our family has. Huh. Oh, Soundgarden. <laughs> Super Unknown. Nicki Minaj, of course. I like this song. <laughs> I like Nicki Minaj. That's a good one, right? I know most of the words to that. I could probably karaoke that song. If that song comes on the radio, I'll <laughs> sit around and listen to it. Carpenters. Isn't it Bob who loves the Carpenters? Big Karen Carpenter fan. So the song always reminds me of Tommy Boy, too, when they're doing the road road trip across the country, and the car's all beat up from the deer they put in the backseat. Yeah. They driving in a uh, Toyota Supra? Nope. I'm pretty sure that was a... Maybe they head to King Super or oh Super One God. Foods? No, it's a... Six... I swear, it's a 64... Oh my gosh, why can I think of this? Oh! Paula, I think it's an Impala they're driving. I think right. it's an Impala. Sounds right. All right, time for the top five supers. Number five. No, it's a Plymouth. Dang it. <laughs> Don't, Don't talk over Stevie like that. I loved this song so much when I was a kid, I named my first dog Superstition. Seriously? Yeah. That was her name, Super. Yeah. She was not a top five dog. Obsessed with music at such she a young in. age. She uh, bit my sister, and that was sort of the end of Super at our house. Unfortunately, she found a a doggy home somewhere else. Oh, sad. Yeah. Then Basil came around. Who's a much better dog? Can't believe I didn't get that Plymouth Belvedere. That's tough for you. That's tough. You okay? It's Friday. <sighs> That's gonna hurt. Number four. Love Missy. More disrespect for Missy. You think putting Missy in the top five is disrespect? Just Wait till you hear the other three. Week. Wait till you hear the other three. Okay. And by the way, after seeing Missy on the on the Grammys the other day, I, I was wrong. We tried she, to tell you. I know. She's got to be even higher. You guys are right. Mm-hmm. I admit that I'm wrong. You were right on that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I think the top three, I think you'll agree they, they are that good. Number three. She's a super freak. Ah. Super freak. Right? Not that I don't love Missy, but the song's legendary, and that's not Missy's best song. My favorite thing about Rick James is Charlie Murphy's stories about Rick James. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Of course. Uh, all right, that was number three, Super Freak. Wait, why did you name a dog Basil? You want to know the story? Is it quick? Yeah. Okay. English Cocker Spaniel. And he came from the all-spice kennel, and they asked us to name him after a spice. Oh, that's kind of cool. And basil being a British name and also a spice. They asked you to do that? Yeah. Interesting. What can I tell I mean, I was like 10, 11. I didn't, it's good. I, I, didn't it's have good. A lo- I didn't have a lot to do with it. All right, number two. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. <laughs> you could spend all day just yes. playing lines. There's from this a lot movie. of them in the I know. You know why I pulled you over? Because we were driving way too fast. <laughs> Super Trooper is definitely number two on this list, and, and in most other places, 
probably would have been number one. Which means... If we weren't in Seattle, I can guarantee you Super Troopers would have been number one on my list. Good, good, good. That means? That might be my favorite comedy of all time. Ooh, it's a really, it's a tough list. It's some combination of Naked Gun, Super Troopers, and Office Space. As the three three funniest movies that I But the problem with it, we've had this conversation a lot. The problem with comedies is they never end They never end well. They just need an ending. Yeah. Like that's what makes it just could have ended when they left the house. That's the great thing about the naked gun is it doesn't need a great ending because it's so slapstick Sir, that it's yeah. okay. Airplane. That's why I think that one's probably my favorite. But jeesh, Super Troopers are right there. Number one. Nobody said this on the text so far. What? Not one person? I haven't seen it. Wow, they've been gone too long, man. Nope, haven't seen it. You know who sings this song? I don't. Really? I don't. There it is. You must not remember your uh, Mike Salk show roots. Deep Purple. Oh. This isn't. This is Pink Floyd. But that was Deep Purple. And the Supersonics are number one on our list of supers as we get ready for the Super Bowl. Appropriate. All right. There you go. That is everything. Uh, we're done. Two, five, three, everything six, for basil, the week. Basil's an herb. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. True. Dude. Just a kicker, dude. Just get back. G would probably say that's why you don't know how to season food. <laughs> because I don't know the difference between an herb and a spice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was my parents' call, not me. <laughs> Just a kid. Blame them. Always blame somebody else. <laughs> Have a good weekend. On something like this, yes. All right, Justin, we'll figure out whether or not Betsy's coming over this weekend. Now the show is over. Stick around for Bump and Stacy. They're next, and we'll see you guys 6 a.m. Monday morning. Until then, the hay is in the barn. See ya. Get to the chopper!